0: Welcome back to the End Time Podcast. We've been in a little series on justification, sanctification, and the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Today we want to look at sanctification.
1: Well, welcome back, everyone, again to um, our end-time podcast, as John was saying. We're in a series, and today we're taking uh, our second step in the Christian walk of sanctification. I'm in the room here with Brother Tito today, and Brother John, and our producer, Brother Ethan, and uh, Brother Andrew is joining us uh, through media, virtual media today. And so Zoom, uh, the most used today, commonly, I guess, for meetings. So zoom, uh, zoom. Yeah, welcome, Brother Andrew. Good to have you on Zoom today. I think we go straight into uh, sanctification. God, Brother Tito, be, will be um, speaking or sharing some few times on sanctification with us today. So, Brother Tito, i hand it back to you. I'll hand it straight to you now. Thank you, Max. Very well, brothers.
2: With the help of the Holy Spirit, we will try to show you with the Bible that God's require or demand sanctification. God's require a sanctified life for those who were called to serve Him. Yeah. He said in the Scripture, uh, Be holy because I am holy. Yeah, and we believe that we serve a holy God. Yeah. I'm just gonna read a scripture here in, in Leviticus 4. Uh, oh, sorry, Leviticus 11:44 and says, "For I am the Lord your God; you shall therefore sanctify yourself, and you shall be holy, for I am holy. Neither shall you defile yourself with any manner of creeping things that creepeth upon the earth." I just wanna try to uh, use some types to describe why God is calling us to to live a sanctified life. And we know that the natural types are spiritual. We see in the beginning, when the people of Israel were in bondage in Egypt, God delivered them from the taskmaster and slavery, bringing them to a journey. When God called them, that type justification, when God called them out from Egypt, that type of justification. When he took them through the desert or to the wilderness, he began to clean their lives or making them to, to leave behind all the things that, that they could brought from, from Egypt. Idolatry, for example, or other things that, that they brought with them when they came out from Egypt. So then God brought them to the promised land. And if we type that to, to the spiritual, that's the baptism of the Holy Ghost. So
3: the... The children of Israel then in the in the wilderness was all a process of sanctification. The, the real type of it, because water and sanctification always tie together, because sanctification is a cleaning. But the, the type of it is them going across the Red Sea, that they went through the Red Sea, that God justified them by calling them, sanctified them by bringing them through the Red Sea. But when they crossed through the Red Sea, they weren't instantly in the promised land. There was a process there. There was a space of time that
2: they had to get their lives clean
3: and right with God.
2: That's exactly, Brother Andrew. Thank you. Um, Yeah, we we can see another type in the the scripture there uh, talking about Abraham. Abraham was called from his kindred in Genesis 12. That was a type of justification. So in Genesis 15... Abraham received the covenant, and that uh, w- we can type that as a uh, sanctification, if we, we we would say. And uh, Genesis seventeen, Abraham received the seal of the circumcision. That's a type of the Holy Spirit.
1: I guess you're saying about um, yeah, God calling out and then sanctifying His people and and leading them to a certain land. Um, I can take another example, actually, uh, from from Genesis thirty-five when... When Jacob was returning to Bethel, right, and, and the Lord calls him. And I'll just read from Genesis 35. Uh, start from verse 1 and then we'll see where we went. <laughs> uh, so it says, And God said unto Jacob, Arise, go up to Bethel, and dwell there. And make there an altar unto God that appeared unto thee, when thou fleddest from the face of Esau thy brother. Then Jacob said unto his household. So Jacob is named to leave to go to you know, the presence of God, a place where he's going to make an altar. And Jacob said to his household, and to all that were with him, put away the strange gods that are among you, and be clean, and change your garments. So again, you can see God is calling Jacob to say, go to Bethel, go to a place where I am calling you to, and, and as Jacob is about to live, he tells his household, okay, we're going to the presence of the Lord. To go there, you need to be cleansed, you need to be sanctified. So we can't just walk in the presence of the God, just as, you know, there's a saying that say, you know, come as you are, right? And it is true. You want to come to the Lord the way you are, and God is going to do the changing in you. But many times, you know, we come as we are uh, in, at the stage of justification, as John was saying, as he ended up the last time to say, there is more to come. But we come as we are sometimes in ju- justification uh, and we just stop there. But we, we don't allow God to do the cleansing. We don't allow him to wash us and, and to take away because God cannot operate with, with a vessel that is not is not clean. He can only use a vessel that is clean, a vessel that is yielded to himself that he can come in and dwell in and walk through it. That's great, Max. Um,
2: very often we we ask this question, why god requires holiness or a sanctified life i believe it's important for the christian because god will not dwell in a filthy vessel he's holy and he's looking for a sanctified vessel that he can use it would say in romans 12 verse one i beseech thee brethren by the mercies of god that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice holy acceptable unto god which is your reasonable service as you were saying brother tito we need to keep our bodies not just have a den of filth things being unrighteous but to be sanctified we need to be cleansed we need to be poured out so that the holy spirit can use us amen that's right brother Ethan.
3: i think that goes right into what brother tito brought out in leviticus with you know don't defile yourself with any creeping thing it's not nowadays that we live by the the levitical law of eating clean and unclean eating kosher and not eating kosher and literally in his body but today it's a spiritual sanctification it's a spiritual cleanliness to not be a den of filthiness to put away the, the unclean gods to put away all of these things that would defile your spirit and that would make dirty or filthy your spirit as a man
2: that's exactly brother andrew thank you um for those who are listening we have a good news Tonight or today. Yeah. yeah. If God predestinate you and elect you before the foundation of the world, then he called you or justify you. So if he called you, he will sanctify you. He will clean you. He will fill you with his Holy Spirit. He will finish the work that he started in you. Just remember, nothing that, that we had done to deserve salvation, he paid the price. He shed his blood for you and I. He paid a penalty that we couldn't pay. Now, we've been talking about in in, in the last uh, episodes about justification. We know justification is when you accept the Lord Jesus Christ and receive the true water baptism in the name of Jesus Christ. Now, sanctification is when the Holy Spirit cleanses you with His blood and put you aside for service. After He put you aside for service, then He will fill you yes. with your Holy Ghost. So your life will be changed and something else will take control of you that will that we call the holy spirit working in in life so he will guide you now he is your lord now he is the source of life that is living in you now let me say this to be a little bit more uh specific in what we are talking about Justification may wait for sanctification sanctification may wait for the baptism of the holy ghost it's the process by which God is looking to
0: use you. As we look at this process of justification, sanctification, and the baptism of the Holy Ghost, it's, it's God wanting to, to, to take that dirty glass up that's on the ground and, and pick it up and, and, and clean it out and then fill it. And God doesn't like using a dirty vessel. God doesn't like, if if you were to have a cup and drink out of it, God doesn't like to drink out of something that's dirty. I, I think of a biblical example of a man that God used, but he kept getting in the way by filthying up the glass, and that was Samson. He gave his strength to God and he gave his heart to women. And he got it right in the end. He had he had, had his his ministry was to to deliver his people from the Philistines. He did some amazing things through the end of his life. God brought his purpose to pass. However, God could have used him perhaps more and even greater in different ways had he not had a a vessel that he submitted in the wrong direction throughout his life. God couldn't fully use him because, because Samson had given his strength to God but not his heart to God properly throughout. God will take what you give him. He'll use what you give him. If you, if you give him your, your time, he'll take it. If you give him a, a certain talent you have, he'll take it. But he wants all of you. He wants you to be holy and pure and, and, and wholly submitted to God. Then God can really use you and, and, and enter in. And I believe Samson was a great hero of the Bible. He was, I believe, a hero of the faith in Hebrews chapter 11. It's not to down Samson whatsoever. He served his purpose, God used him, and the devil was defeated. But we want to live a life that has victory all the way through. Yes. And, and, and and as much victory as we can possibly have. And that's by, you know, giving ourselves uh, more and more to God and and, and and allowing that sanctifying power and allowing that sanctifying power to live through us.
1: Yeah, and I think Brother Andrew was saying even earlier, as we were kind of talking before we started the podcast, about, you know, that the cleansing actually comes by the word. I don't know if you want to elaborate on that a little bit, Brother Andrew,
3: yeah, it's actually, uh, I'll just take a step back from that for a minute and say, all of these things is, is a part of a process. And it's, it's, it's a process that's bigger than the individual. It's a process that is called redemption. That is, you'll never find in the word of God where God ever said, I'm just going to start a new race. I'm just going to forget humanity and go on to something that's clean and has never fallen and has never sinned. But rather, God's program is to redeem back that which which has fallen. Yes. See, as the Scripture says that by one man sin entered into the world, and death by sin. So death passed upon all men, and that all have sinned. So we've all sinned. We've all come short. We've all been down in that ditch where it seems like we're dirty. How, how, how could there ever be anything good out of come out of us? How could there ever be? How could God ever look at me And see something worth anything But that's where it starts That's when justification comes on the scene The very fact that he calls you The very fact that he He brings you out of that situation And that he takes it And he begins to To clean you To wash you By as the scripture would say In Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 26 Is that he might sanctify And cleanse it The church with the washing of the water by the word. So he, he does he does this washing, he does this sanctification, which is all a part of redemption, yeah. and it's done by his word. His word wasn't made to just beat us over the head and make us feel condemned, yeah. but rather it was made to, so that we could be washed by the truth, so we could be sanctified by the truth of the word. Yeah. So he could cleanse us, because it was that word that came in Jesus Christ and brought life that now as one man sinned and brought death one man died and brought life the lord jesus christ that free gift of salvation
2: there is a a scripture that uh, really uh make me think when i read it all the time he says uh hebrews 12 14 says paul's talking follow peace with all men and holiness without which no man shall see the Lord. Very powerful scripture. In other words, we cannot understand the kingdom of God, or we cannot receive the revelation of who Jesus is without holiness. You see how important is holiness?
3: Absolutely. It's it's very important, and it is what real sanctification brings. To wash yourself with the water of the word is not just to read the word as as you would read a novel. But it's to step into it. It's
2: to become it. It's to allow it to mold and shape your life. To live it. Amen. Also, Paul is speaking to the Thessalonians and says, For God has not called us unto unclean, uncleanness, but unto holiness. Yeah. So what can wash away our sins? Just the blood of Jesus. Only the blood can wash as from the desire of the flesh. Without the blood, there is no remission of sins. Let me uh, tell you something here, very important, that sometimes many people confuse sanctification and baptism of the Holy Ghost. You're saying they'll believe that they've got the baptism of the Holy Ghost, but they're only sanctified. The baptism of the Holy Ghost is different from sanctification. Sanctification is the cleansing, of the vessel which is ready for service. Sanctification, it's only set you aside for service. The baptism of the Holy Spirit is the life of Christ coming into your soul. It's the Holy Spirit filling the vessel that is being clean. So as as we've been saying, sanctification means to be clean and set aside for service. And when it's ready, the Holy Spirit will put in service.
3: It's a bit of a conundrum when you're stuck in that situation, when you're in a place of sanctification. And I'll say even the enemy, the devil would want to trick you into thinking that you filled with the Holy Ghost, because some of the things that you used to do, you don't do them anymore because you know, the, whatever the, the, the sin was in your life seems like it's gone out from you, whether it be temporary, whether it be real, but even Jesus would say in Matthew 12 and 43, he says, the unclean spirit is gone out of a man, he walketh through dry places seeking rest and findeth none. So there we we're talking about defiling yourself with that creeping thing, where it says, We all had sin, but once the sin is removed, once you've been justified and you you get some sanctification and you begin to seek the word, but then he saith, the evil spirit saith, I will return into the house. The heart of the individual from whence I came out. And when he's come and he findeth it that empty, in other words, it never got filled with the Holy Ghost. It's empty, it's clean, it's swept, it's garnished, but it ain't full. There's no one living there. Then this evil spirit goeth and taketh with himself several other spirits, seven other spirits, more wicked than himself, and they enter in and dwell there. And the last state of the man is worse than the first. Even so shall it be unto this wicked generation. Those are Jesus' words. So he's saying, you know, you can't just say, well, I'm, I'm better off than I was, and I'll just now continue on in my own way. You have to stay and keep feeding keep washing with the word until the master of the house until the lord jesus christ fills you with the holy spirit and stay pure and stay clean in that way because the devil wants to come back the evil spirit wants to come back and he wants to bring all his buddies and have a party but we need to make sure he's not getting that party
0: the sanctification is that that cleansing power but the holy ghost now is is the keeping power
1: Good. yeah
0: it's the strong man of the house mm-hmm. that comes and stands at the door and says no that thing i used to do i do it now no more
3: yeah it's like peter would say it in in the book of second peter in chapter one where he says and besides this giving all diligence add to your faith virtue you know you got some faith you got some you got salvation because it's by faith you're saved So you, you came through justification, but he says, add to that. Now, some strength, some virtue, something that someone else can draw from you, where it's not just, I'm saved, but now you can have something that someone can draw from you, add to it, some virtue. And he goes on to say, and add to your virtue, knowledge and your knowledge, temperance and your temperance, patience and your patience, godliness and your godliness, brotherly kindness. Add all these things. This is a holy life. Mm -hmm. This is holiness. It's not just an outward show of I, I dress right or I talk right or I act right, but it's something on the inside of the man that he's added to that salvation. It's not just I accept Jesus as my savior, but it goes more. There's a deeper walk with God. Yes. There's a sanctification and, and there's adding to that faith. And it goes and, and, and eventually it says, and add to that brotherly kindness, charity which is love and God is love the Holy Spirit is God that's the sealing of the Holy Ghost
2: I love the the scripture in John 17, 17 when Jesus was praying he said sanctify them to thy truth thy word is truth and verse 19 says and for their sake I sanctify myself that they also might be sanctified through the truth i believe this is the sweetest words in the bible when he said father i sanctify myself now it is not what you do or what you can do it's what he already done what was he trying to do he set an example he set an example and maybe what i'm going to say right now maybe will sound carnal, but when jesus when he walked on this earth he was bale in a robe of flesh like you and i mm-hmm. but yet he was god he was the word made flesh that dwelt among us now as a man he had a right to be married he had a right to have a home he had a right he had a right to to lay his head on a pillow like you and I when we were tired he said in one scripture the foxes has their dens, the birds have their nests yeah. but the son of man yeah. don't have a place to lay his head and he said I sanctify myself for their sake he did it all for us he conquered he conquered the enemy Jesus had the like you and I. But He overcame by the war so that we can overcome any desire, any temptation by the Word of God. Amen. Galatians 5.16 says, Walk in the Spirit, and you shall not fulfill the last of the flesh. For the flesh lasteth against the Spirit, and the Spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary the one to another, so that ye cannot do the things that you would but if you be led of the spirit you are not under the law verse 19 says now the works of the flesh are manifested which are this adultery fornications uncleanness lasciviousness idolatry witchcraft hatred variance emulations wrath strife heresies envy murder drunkenness. All these things, from all these things, God washed us and cleansed us
1: by the blood. I think it was was some time ago. um, I think Brother John would take a service where I think of young people and kind of make a statement that really struck me in that day when he spoke. And he said, You know, if you become a Christian and you say that you can't live a sanctified life, then you are discrediting the power that is in the blood. Because the blood has got the power to make you live a Christian life. It has got the power to cleanse you, to change you, to make you a new creature. But if you say, no, just uh, I you, oh, you can't make it, yeah, if you try trying to do it yourself, yeah, you can't make it. And you're trying to say that the blood hasn't got enough power to make you overcome whatever you're going through. But you need to come to a place as believers or Christians, we need to come to a place where... We fully surrender. We surrender and let God do the cleanse and let God do the wash and let God do the taking away of sins, because He does obey the power of the blood, and there is power in that blood to cleanse us and make us perfect. Last scripture
2: that I wanna read: First Corinthians six nineteen. This question is: What know ye not that your body is a temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, which you have of God, and you are not your own? And then says in verse 20, For ye are bought with a price. Therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's.
0: In James chapter 1, it says, Blessed is the man that endureth temptation. For when he is tried, he shall receive the crown of life, which the Lord hath promised to them that love him. Let no man say, When he is tempted, I am tempted of God, for God cannot be tempted with evil. Neither tempteth he any man, and every man is tempted when he is drawn away of his own lust, and enticed. Dropping down to verse 20, for the wrath of man worketh not the righteousness of God. Wherefore lay apart all filthiness, and superfluity of naughtiness, and receive with meekness the engrafted word which is able to save your souls. But be ye doers of the word, and not hearers only, deceiving your own self. And undefiled before God and the Father is this, to visit the fatherless and widows in their affliction, and to keep himself unspotted from the world. Thank you for listening to the End Time Podcast. We trust it's been a blessing for you. You can send us an email at etpodcast at etmtab.com. You can follow us on Instagram at endtimepodcast. And until next time, God bless you.